0: panty night when you signed to fight me, eh? Yeah? Back at the back at home with your wife.
1: I will correct you. You are wrong. Ghetto man and he fights in a ghetto way. He ain't touching the belt. He can't even reach it. Are you guys fooling me? Are you guys? You better not
0: fool me. This is the Sucker Voice Radio Hour.
1: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.
0: Right. The Sucka Voice Radio Hour back For your listening pleasure In those earbuds In your car, wherever the fuck You're listening, Dave and I are back Sucka Voice Radio Hour And I want to say thanks uh, The music behind that theme song Obviously not the overlays But the music is from a guy who writes for MMASucka.com, DJ John Douglas So thank you to him For that music, because it's pretty kick-ass. Uh, his link will the SoundCloud link and stuff like that is in the bio of this episode. Thank you, John. Dave, how you doing, my friend? I'm
1: doing great, my brother. Welcome back, Soccer Voice Radio. We've had uh, we've been absent, and I, I appreciate you. Uh, I I appreciate you. So,
0: you appreciate me. In our absence, there's been some stuff going on.
1: There has. There has. Yeah. We've uh, we've watched a few cards. The those have transpired. Those are past news, but new to us. Yes, um, we can, as well we can as some breaking news that is, as well as breaking news that just transpired within the last forty-five minutes or so as we uh, record this.
0: Well, let's talk that first, I guess. Then you, I know you want to talk about Bisping and GSP, but we'll move to that. We'll flow in ebbs and flows, and move to that after we talk this breaking news that they announced: Yoel Romero, Robert Whitaker for the UFC interim middleweight championship. Interim, I say. Interesting that this is the case. Uh, Bisping not fighting George. And then all of a sudden it takes this huge twist where they're throwing an interim belt out there. What are your thoughts in general? Let's not talk the matchup itself right now. We can in a few minutes here. But actually tell me, what are your thoughts on interim belts? Because I do have a thought on the way they should be played out. But what are your thoughts on interim titles?
1: Not only interim titles. I think all titles are absolutely useless at this point. Uh, I think we're now in a a pride era of the UFC where they only care about uh, making a unique, obscure, best they can do to get pay-per-view dollar fights. And it's unfortunate that the best isn't fighting the best, um, And by that I mean we just have people, whoever can put an asset, like a CM Punk type thing is going to do, it's all about ratings to them. And I feel the, the sport is being lost somewhere in there right now. So I don't know if, which okay, which champion do you even care about
0: in the UFC? Uh, tough to say. I'm very interested in the Jose Aldo-Max Holloway fight. That's one. But
1: Jose isn't the champion. No. He's not. That's true. And at this point, Conor McGregor is
0: a guy that, you know, he talks his way in there. He ends up backing it up. But he's a guy that isn't in there all that often right now. So he's sort of on the back burner. The only reason we're talking about Conor McGregor at all is because of this Floyd Mayweather bullshit that they keep throwing out there. And, uh, yeah, so he's not... You know, he's not a talking point for the UFC in in particular.
1: So as you say, yeah, who the hell do we really care about? Who, like, is there somebody, is there truly somebody where you're like, yeah, like, I'm behind him. Like, I love that Bisbing has the belt right now, but it's more for, and nothing against Bisbing. the the humor of the fact that Bisbing has the belt. It's like, he shouldn't have it, and I hear we all know saying. that. Deep down, I think he knows that he's going to make the best of whatever he can, the best of a good situation, which is where he's found himself. He did legitimately knock the fuck out of uh, Luke Rothold, so he, de- he de- it's not like he doesn't deserve the belt, and he's even defended it once. Hell, if he was a heavyweight, he is now halfway to breaking a record. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's—it is like I don't—I don't, I don't want to. Uh, diminish or tarnish anything that Bisbeing has done to get where he is. I like Bisbeing. I think he's a good fighter. He's a grinder. And I even think he has a chance in, in the in the George fight if it does actually come come around, which I do think it, it, it will. Um, but he might be the only person in the UFC where I'm like, I like him. He's great. But I do know there's a 90% chance he loses that belt in his next fight. I guess the one person now that I'm thinking Not just about against it, George. I mean if he's fighting like a, a, a top 185-er. Yeah.
0: I guess the person that I can think of that I can get behind and that truly stands alone where they're at is Joanna Jacek. She's one I can get behind. She's going to hold that belt for quite some time. She's just on another friggin' level, man. I mean, she look is. what she, she did is. in that last fight. That's a fight that we haven't talked about as well.
1: She, uh, she did work, man. She did work. Did you ever think that you would be going, yep, yeah, I'm behind, yep, yeah, the female, the female champion? Did you think that UFC would get to that stage? That it's like, yeah, the one person that I think has a chance of holding onto the belt and doing things with it and making a mark is this young female. And not just,
0: you know, not just a female, someone other than Ronda Rousey.
1: Yeah, she. Uh, I think everybody in the UFC outside of Conor McGregor has a long way to go before they hit the type of status that she has. It's kind of like um, in any sport, you're going to have the first, and they make a huge impact. But then it makes it harder for everybody else after that. Even though that individual has has uh, made the footpath and and you should follow in it, you have to do greater things than the person that did it before you. And it's going to take uh, Joanna a little bit, a little bit of time. And I do feel feel that uh, because it is a North America, it's primarily a North American sport um, MMA right now, especially in the UFC. Regardless to where they're they're taking the shows to China or Australia, it's still primarily a North American um, sport. Unfortunately for her, because of her accent, it's going to take a little bit more for the average fan to get behind her. You and me, you and I, we think she's great. We know she's great. But we're also the same people that are going to watch every single card that they put out, even if it's not a great card. True. So let's
0: circle back to what I originally asked there interim titles you don't believe in titles as a whole because there's no one really to get behind it. you say the pride era myself talking about interim titles I think they're a bit of a joke the way the UFC does them there's no set guidelines when it comes to an interim title uh, they can just randomly say okay this guy's out let's throw an interim title on the line I think there should be some sort of you know, list that they go through. Okay, he's been out of action for this long. He is suspended for this long. Uh, it, there should be guidelines in terms of what happens when it comes to an interim title. Like John Jones, out of action for how long? Obviously, the light heavyweight championship is out the window. They need to have a title in that division. That kind of thing makes sense. But with Michael Bisping, yes, he was supposed to take on George but he's not out of action for all that long from the sounds of it. Why the fuck are they putting this interim title fight on the line other than the fact that they want to see Yoel Romero and Robert Whitaker fight to see who the number one contender to fight Michael Bisping is?
1: We already know who the number one contender is to fight Bisping. They're only putting this fight together because they still want the George versus Bisping fight to transpire. And that now they're going. Oh, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's gonna happen. George wants it. Bisbing wants it. It's the only fight lined up this year that might do any pay-per-view draws. So that fight is still happening, regardless to what Dana says, regardless to what Bisbing might say on his on, on a serious show, and you know George going on to Michael Lansbury. It's the only only person I could think of that George was talking to. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. They can squawk all they want. Fight's still going to happen. It's the only thing that's going to move a needle so far this year. Until until Ronda Rousey decides to come back or um, or uh, McGregor makes his return to the UFC, which we do not think is going to happen in this calendar year. I think in this calendar year, we have to just deal with the fact that the, the big draw in the UFC isn't going to be there. He just isn't. He's going to take off whatever it takes this year to get the to get that fight going with uh, Floyd. And let's just—if he loses, he'll probably take his lumps, take a little bit of time to come back to the UFC. If he wins, he ain't coming back. Not a hope in hell. True, true, and that's the reason why so we have ag- to we we have to look at the UFC in a different light. Um, it is funny that uh, Conor manifested his own destiny by saying he was the UFC. He made that four billion dollar paycheck come in. It's now yeah. seemingly true. No, no truer words have been spoken by a, a boisterous individual like himself. <laughs> he and he has truly proven that with the the fact that ratings are down, pay per views are down. They don't have anybody that makes that uh, makes an impact outside of what you and I are the the hardcore fan, the uber fan. We care. We care that um, Maya and uh, and uh, fought. We th- we were looking forward to that fight. We were looking forward to uh, Ferguson versus uh, Malga Madoff. Nobody else was. They really weren't. But Uber fans were. And unless you have a Ronda Rousey or a or a, you know the return of a George St Pierre, maybe a John Jones, nobody's going to do anything. No, and I agree. And that's the era. It, and that's the era we're in.
0: It is. It's a casual fan era. It's been that way for a little while. And that's like you say, the casual fan jumps aboard uh, when there's a bit of a train going on. And the Connor train has sailed away uh, for this calendar year, you say. Ronda Rousey has definitely sailed away. Who knows about GSB? Uh, unsure of what's going to happen there. We talked about Joanna Champion there. Uh, we talked about how she looked fantastic about Jessica Andrade. Let's talk about that UFC 211 fight card. few weeks removed from it. We didn't get a chance to chat about it all that much yet, if at all. But I want to talk about Frank Yeager, Yara Rodriguez to start things off. My friggin' goodness. I like Initially going into this one... I thought Yair was going to take it. I thought he was going to be able to do enough against Frankie Edgar. I thought the young buck, who is a hype train, uh, had that hype behind him. He had the footwork. He had the punches. He had the skill to be able to get it done. But guess what? Frankie Edgar absolutely derailed that. Yair Rodriguez was not able to come out after the second round. Uh, The doctors stopped the fight, and Frank Yeager looks like he stamped himself a ticket to number one contender status yet again. So,
1: AKA Purgatory or Limbo. (laughs) Exactly. It's the unfortunate thing of being the greatest number two fighter in the world.
0: Again, it sounds like an interim title is going to come into play here. Really? No, I'm just saying, in, in general, who knows? Frank Yeager is right there. Actually, you know, I am wrong, because Conor McGregor moved up to lightweight. So, you know, yeah. we see that coming up is uh, Frank Yeager or no, not Frank Yeager, Max Holloway, Jose Aldo. I guess Frank Yeager will likely get the winner of that fight,
1: and uh, you which never know. both Maybe of he them could have are the holding an his interim waist. belt. Again, yes. So, yeah. Both of them are holding an interim belt, in my opinion, which is, is just hilarious. It's like you're both holding fucking paperclips. That's the value of them. Right? Yeah. Pretty crazy. Now, I did see that Frankie Edgar fight going that way. I did think they were moving him up too fast. Sure, he looked great against BJ Penn. Frankie Edgar looked amazing against BJ Penn the last time they fought. I thought that uh, they had given BJ too much to bite off right off the bat. I think, you know, a Dennis Seaver type fight uh who uh, Cole Miller, you know, those are the type of if you just want to have BJ in there, those are the type of fights. They put him in against somebody who was quite a bit above him at this stage of their career, careers, sorry. But Frankie's a stud, big time. Like look at the fights that Frankie has lost, he barely lost them except for one, that last Jose Aldo fight. He Definitely lost that. But any other fight that Frankie has been in and lost, whether it's the Benson fights, the the uh Gray Maynard fights back in the day, the trilogy that happened there, um, when they're when they're going to the decision, there's no I couldn't have told you who won any of those fights. It was and then I was like, Oh, shock. I was like, Oh fuck, they gave it to Benson. Or, you know, oh they you know, in the BJ fights, you know, oh they fuck, I didn't know who won at first. You know what I mean? The first two? I was like, fuck. That's we'll guess we'll find out. Nobody outside of that one Jose Aldo fight, has ever really stuffed Frankie Edgar. So I didn't see it coming. And and unless you're Jose Aldo, who has that ability, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to do much to Frankie Edgar until father time takes out Frankie (laughs) Edgar.
0: Speaking of scoring, you uh, spoke of Damian Maya, Jorge Masvidal, a fight that came down to the judges' scorecards, a split decision, uh twenty-nine twenty-eight on either side, and then Maya taking the final judge twenty-nine twenty-eight for himself. A very interesting fight. A lot of people thought Maya was gonna get in there, blanket Masvidel, finish him early. But uh Jorge had other plans. The guy came in there, utilized his boxing, had Maya sort of uh <sighs> I don't know. Confused. He looked like he was lost inside the octagon. Unless he could get that takedown, he didn't know what he was going to do. Lucky enough for him, he did get the takedowns, and that sealed the deal. I personally didn't score to split decision. I thought Damian Maya won the fight 29-28
1: quite handily. Um, What were your thoughts on this fight? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, I did think actually after the first round... I, I thought that uh, Jorge was actually going to take take over, take control. Um, Maya has a tendency to come out really strong in the first round, um, go for those takedowns, but if he can't get them, he kind of gasses quickly. But if he can get them, even though he's gassed, I mean, we you and I both know from being jiu-jitsu practitioners once you get the person to where you want him to be, even though you're tired, you can make time. You can you can catch your breath. You can hold them in certain positions, catch your breath, work slowly, methodically, and that's exactly what Damien Maya did. He was gassed on the feet, go for the takedown, get stuffed, go for the takedown, get stuffed, third time, get him down, and then catch his breath and just do what he knew he had to do. Yeah, so I
0: guess... Uh
1: the UFC already
0: stated that uh the winner of that fight would be next in line for a title shot. Looks like Damian Maia is there. Uh Tyron Woodley already training with a backpack on for Damian Maia. <laughs> uh, I
1: don't I think I think this is the uh that level. I don't think that he is going to be able to do much to uh T Woodley in my opinion. This is my opinion. What do you think? Fair enough. Yeah, I agree
0: with your opinion. I think that uh, Woodley's wrestling game is too strong. I think if he lands one of his marquee punches, that, that would be way too strong. I, I don't see Damian Maya. other than the fact that if he can take his back and get him down to the mat like that, then uh, he will definitely finish the fight. I, I, anytime he's on the ground, usually he's a guy that finishes. Jorge Masvidal got lucky and he was... Pretty good with his ground defense. I was actually quite surprised. But Damian Maya, once he gets you there, usually finishes you. But I can't see that happening with Woodley. I I think Woodley, again, like you say, above Maya and above the rest in this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Very rarely do we 100% agree. But I 100% agree there.
0: Yeah. So in the main event... Let's skip over that co-main event because we talked about it a little bit. Main event heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic defeats Junior Dos De Santos in the very first round. And uh, he tied the record for heavyweight title defenses. At what? Two. A two. measly tied, uh, two. Tied Brock Lesnar.
1: Him and Brock. Yeah, him and Brock. Him, Intr- him Randy, Brock, I think that's
0: Yeah, right? two. To say the least, that's pretty uh, pretty bleak pretty weak. Uh Junior Dos Santos looks like a guy who should probably hang up his gloves. Stipe
1: Oh, I wouldn't say that. Think of his last fight against Ben Rothwell. I do phenomenal.
0: Ah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, but is he's going to be just like Frank Yeager, right? Just knocking on that door and not being able to get it done. Stipe is way above him. Junior had absolutely nothing for Stipe Miocic in this fight. Uh, back against the cage, wasn't able to throw many punches. I, I didn't get his game plan. I didn't get what he was uh, what trying was, to do.
1: I didn't get why he kept circling against the cage like that. Yeah, I was I was baffled by that. I'm like, you. Maybe he knew something we didn't. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Maybe he got KO'd in in training. Who's to say what happened? Maybe he knew he had to to fight a certain fight. But I don't know. That wasn't. Um, it was similar to, um, uh, uh, Verdum. Verdum went against the Cage 2 for whatever reason.
0: Verdum also was reaching like crazy when he fought Stipe.
1: Uh, actually, Stipe, I thought, was reaching quite a bit. Well, I mean, the, the punch, I think the he punch, was
0: searching. The punch for for that, that knocked that. out Verdum in their title fight was with Verdum running towards him, leaping, and, uh, stipe just sort of stepping aside and landing that punch but this yeah, one quick little uh, yeah this one was crazy i'm i don't know i'm sort of baffled by the game plan but not baffled by the decision i thought stipe was going to take it um we'll see what happens next for dos santos uh miocic back to his firefighting and uh, when he gets the call he'll fight whoever the ufc puts in front of him
1: who do you want to see him fight next Who in the heavyweight division do you feel has what it might take to beat Stipe? Not that necessarily that's what you want. Um, Or who do you think has the ability to put on an entertaining fight with Stipe? It's tough to say.
0: I don't see anyone in the division beating him right now. I think Verdum actually does have the best chance to beat him. Um, But that was, again, a bad game plan on his part. Uh, Francis Ngannou, interesting fight, but still not at that level yet. He needs a couple fights before title shot, I think. Um, I think Stipe is fine just sitting on the sidelines for a little bit and letting the division play out.
1: Yeah, but when you're only making like 100 grand a fight, you probably want to get as many as you can in.
0: True, but he's a firefighter. He loves doing what he's doing. He doesn't need anything else.
1: Yeah, that's true. I suppose you're right. Um, I think Kane puts on a good fight. That would be the only person I think that puts on a good fight with Stipe at this stage in that division. That being said, any heavyweight can beat him. Um, it's just if they connect. Like, for instance, Alistair Overeem. drops him within, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, You know, it can happen. Um, and that's the thing about heavyweight. And that's why two title defenses is the UFC record because these dudes are walking living King Kongs they are <laughs> true life fucking dinosaurs Um, until you actually see these people in person like when I got the opportunity to meet uh, Shane Carwin you think they're big until you fucking meet them and then you're like holy shit exactly this yeah. is a triple extra, extra large human I myself <laughs> I'm you know I'm 200 pounds Five, nine. I'm nine. I'm big. But then you see the difference between there's big or there's large, extra large, double extra large, and triple <laughs> extra large. And the heavyweights in this division are triple extra large humans. Unless you meet them and shake their hand and stand beside them, you will always just think like, oh yeah, he's a tough guy. He's big. <laughs> Until you meet them and you're like terrified. This man could hold me down and rape me and I couldn't do anything about it. Definitely. All right, Dave, can
0: I, uh, you know what? I drank way too much water today. We're going to have to take a little break here. I'm going to call you right back, my friend. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to shit talk. Sounds good. Just sit. Okay. You
1: had to take a pee. I mean, I'm drinking a beer. Something like, what goes fast? Three of you faster, beer or water. I'm going to say beer. And uh, I can't believe he has the bladder of a female. This is uh, unfortunate. I didn't know the co-host of uh, Sucker Voice Radio was like that. Um, Yeah, that's all I have. I said I'd talk shit, so I did, but I really don't mean it. Just kind of doing my thing. Hey, did you guys watch Twin Peaks? Bisbing was in Twin Peaks, opening episode. He played a uh, security guard right off the bat. I'm like, holy fuck. It's Michael Bisping. I want to text somebody and tell them that Michael Bisping's in Twin Peaks. And then I realized that uh, nobody cares about Twin Peaks. They might care about Bisping. I know lots of people that I... Lots of friends of mine that care about Bisping. Probably not the same friends that care about Twin Peaks. So, all of my friends that care about Twin Peaks will have no idea who Michael Bisping is. And then uh, all of my friends that uh, care about uh, Michael Bisping. Or, did I say that already? All my friends that would care about Twin Peaks don't care about uh, Bisping. Yeah. Hopefully that was the uh, right... Left, right, right, left Hopefully I said that correctly That's what happens I did mention the beer, right? What kind of pee is this guy taking? How much water did he actually drink? Is he, uh Hmm Maybe it should be a rule That you don't drink water Right before the show I thought he was going to end it I thought he was just going to be like Okay, we're done and I'm like Yeah, I guess It's been 20 odd minutes I guess we could Cut it short But You know Thankfully, he just, you know, bladder of a girl. And I don't mean that in any, uh... I'm trying to bend girls saying that your bladder is as crappy as Jeremy's. But, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all I had. Are you back? You there? Have you guys ever listened to my podcast? Kind of what it's like. Just me and talking. Nonsense. Doesn't really make sense. Sometimes it does um, It's kind of like Reading a, uh, an email That's been sent to you With really bad grammar And spelling mistakes It's kind of what My podcast is like It's like me Dribble talking verbally. Um And actually fucking up Like pronunciations Of words Kind of like I can't believe I'm doing an MMA podcast Have you heard Some of these names Of MMA fighters For God's sakes Fuck I can't say that shit It's like fucking Barely say Jorge Mas at all Stipe What's his last name Right. I guess the Alice Roverine though. I've been saying that one for years. This is where hopefully you know we play some. uh, What is it? Jeopardy music. Da 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 Alex Trebek, Canadian. Uh, Sucker Voice Radio, Canadian. Coincidence? Yep. Absolutely yeah Uh uh-huh jerry are you there i was alone i was all by myself no one was listening i was all by myself
0: okay sorry about that my friend oh you're back i didn't i didn't even
1: notice you left (laughs) all right what are we getting to where were we I don't know, I was actually surprised that you just didn't break. I thought that's like fuck twenty minutes. He's what do you mean it? I just didn't break? I thought for sure you're gonna be like, no, nope, we're done. I'm like, oh fuck, twenty-five minutes.
0: I <laughs> that. Okay. So we talked UFC two eleven. Okay, I know where we're going. We do? You do? I don't. So I do. I'm here. Let me go. Okay. And go. Alright. So earlier we talked the fact that this Interim title fight is happening. Yoel Romero, Robert Whitaker, George St. Pierre, Michael Bisping left sort of out in the dust. Uh, I said you wanted to talk about this. Get this shit off your chest, Dave. Talk about George
1: Bisping. Tell me what you will. Well, I I thought I kind of did. I just... (sighs) Look, I think it's posturing at this point in time. Um, they're using they're using media. the they're, the UFC and Dana White are utilizing the tools at their fingertips, which is social media as well as the MMA media, to because they know this George St Pierre a Bisping fight can't happen until. Whatever it is, September, October, something along those lines, in in that window, uh, because of Usada and George doing his testing, Michael Bisping getting a scope on his knee, that's when this fight can happen. So now they're they're kicking up dust, they're making a storm, a little tornado that's twirling over the Michael Bisping George Saint Pierre fight. You can't see what's going on over there right now. It's a bunch of dust. There's a fucking witch on a on a broom getting spun around, Toto. <laughs> tin man all kinds of shit there's you can't see that now because they've thrown up enough dust and now they're like oh shit you can't see that we have an intern belt so we're gonna put the uh, romero versus whitaker fight on so now they want to focus on this they kind of knew this was coming um with the the cody tj fight being pulled off due to uh cody having to have uh stem cells or something like that shot yeah, some he's got he's over like in europe problem. so so his he has back issues so They have a crystal ball at the UFC. And what I mean by that is they're in the know when a fighter is injured, when things are going to take longer. So what I feel they do is they cause a media storm. Once again, they started slowly on it going, hey, this George fight, the Bisping fight isn't going to happen. How does Dana release it? On fucking Australian television or something. You know what I mean? Like uh, a news outlet that doesn't really mean much, but... MMA journalists are going to know about it and then they're going to report on it. Then people like you and I are going to know. Nobody is 100% behind the George Biz, the the Bisbing George fight. But if if 100% the the Bisbing George fight was off, then why are they having an interim fight? They could just be like Bisbing, when are you going to be ready? He'd be like July cuz yeah. that's when you, you I know you guys want the the UFC weekend card or Ultimate Weekend or whatever they fucking call it, you know, we've got the the two to three cards in a a, a three-day period. Yeah, International Fight Week. You know, International Fight Week. It's a big deal for them already because they don't have enough fighters that nobody really cares about. They're only doing two events, whereas the last two years, they've done three events. They've done a fight pass, um, a fight night, and then a pay-per-view. And they do that because whatever's going on in the pay-per-view is such a big draw that they need a backup fight just in case so the other card is like lower level mirroring the the fight night card is mirroring the ufc card they're already at a point that they can't put on the three cards cody's out they need something and if they didn't want george versus bisping they would put bisping versus romero on this card Therefore, they're kicking up dust, making everybody forget about the George fight, putting a lot of pressure on the Romero fight, like, this is a big deal, this is for the belt, interim belt. Once Bisbing's back from injury, which he's not out on because he was able to fight July, he said he could fight in July, he was trying to fight, get George to, to bite and get on the July card, because I'm yeah. sure Dana got on the phone and spoke with Bisbing, and he all he got was a whole bunch of tabernacks from George, you know, so... It's just a bunch of fucking hoopla, in my opinion. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you think that scenario that I just originally.
0: Originally, George said he wasn't going to fight until the summertime anyway, right? He wasn't going to fight until after the summer's done. He had sort of a different time schedule. Uh, I don't know. He's got a pregnancy he's got to deal with. Fuck. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's. Yeah, everything to me, with this kind of stuff is, who the hell knows? Who the fuck knows? I, I mean, everyone thinks that Bisping is running from UL Romero. Uh, I don't know. He's what running
1: to... from from a a low pay per view draw. That's I don't, what he's running I, yeah. from. Yeah, I don't he know. Wants, what He wants. He deserves it. He deserves this fight for what he has done for the UFC over the years as a fighter a winner of the Ultimate Fighter to become champion. There's only a few of those that have done that. And then he's at the tail end of his career. He's By the time he's 60, he's going to be looking out of one eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he deserves this big-ticket fight with George, win or lose. He deserves those pay-per-view dollars. So I'm behind Bisping waiting for the George fight to get those dollars. Romero's never going to give him that. Whitaker's never going to give him that. The only person that will is George or if Conor McGregor decides that he's going to fucking somehow get to 185 and fight uh, Bisping. So I'm fine with Bisping waiting to get the big fight that he deserves over this much time. I was always an advocate for this fight, one, because I love George and I think there's a plan that George has. George has a good chance of winning this fight. I'm not saying it's in in the bag. I think Bisping is a grinder, whereas where I feel... Um, uh, George sometimes has troubles with grinders. You know what I mean. That are always yeah. in there and always in your face. Hence uh, the the Johnny Hendrick fight. You know, grinder. So that's you know long winded take on that. I think Bisping should wait. I think he deserves to wait. Uh, they're they're putting they're saying this is an interim fight for a title because they need to because that's the only thing that they think is going to dr- uh, grab a common fan. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> it's a belt. I should get this. Yeah. So All right. I, I hear you th- there,
0: man. I hear you. Uh, let's talk. Let's move away from the cage. Let's not talk fights in the cage. Let's talk about fights outside the cage. Um, I know oh, on shit. one of your shows this past week, you spoke about those nudie pictures. The ones that were on the fappening.
1: Um, yes. The, it, and it is frappening actually with an R. Uh, my uh, co-host was incorrect. Really? Yeah. If you, the the website in which these uh, uh, photos that were allegedly stolen uh, are on, it's actually called the Frappening, with an R. Although it, it the the term is uh, Fapping, but for whatever reason, the website is with an R. No okay. Idea
0: why. So, needless to say, one of the women, mixed martial artists, that was on this sort of leak. Was Angela Maganya She is a uh, UFC strawweight, I believe. Uh, she fights at the one hundred fifteen pound division. She was on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, and you can see her nude on the internet. But one other thing that happened was Chris Cyborg decided to throw some punches at the UFC athlete retreat this past weekend. Did you see the video, Dave? I did not. There is video of this? There is video of this that has come out. Dana White has addressed the incident. I know that lots of people are talking about uh, that she was cited for misdemeanor battery after punching Angela McGanya. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that uh, it's part of the sport because that's sort of what they're in? They're in the fight game? Or should there be charges involved?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I think she'd definitely be charged. This is assault. Um, unless they are in the octagon and uh, or a cage or a ring and they are sparring. Um, no, but absolutely. Uh, I feel she should be charged for this. Uh, there's enough negative um, uh, eyes on the sport as it is. We don't need this type of thing coming out, um, especially now that the the UFC and MMA is popular enough and they have enough athletes that can kind of move a needle, uh, that t- uh, TV shows and websites like TMZ will grab a hold of this yeah. and air it, which will put it out to the masses. People that I, you know, I don't want people thinking this sport is barbaric because you know, it's already called cage fighting for God's sake. Exactly. Sakes. These are we're these beyond are the barbaric
0: times, I think.
1: Yes, these are professional athletes that have trained their life to learn technique, and unless you've trained in any of these sports, you, you don't know what it takes. And um, if you're just a uh, an armchair fan listening to TMZ, once again, we don't need our sport dragged back to the to the Stone Ages. It, it, it there's there's too much that goes into it at this point so these type of things irk me save it for the cage you know what even save it for the fucking press conferences you know sell some tickets I agree that man one. yep but this I type agree of thing 100% this type of thing no we don't need this we don't need negative uh, light on our sport and i say our sport cuz i care about it exactly and i want it to grow i i, I feel they're not making enough money most of these athletes and the only way they will make more money is if it becomes more accepted by the mainstream, and they can uh, get more more viewership for uh, for Fox, more viewership for um, their pay per views, so that these athletes—and that's truly what they are—they're absolute specimens of humans—to get the the money that they deserve. They, the first guy on the card, you know what I mean? The the curtain jerker of a card. I feel should be getting. Um, the same type of money that a low-level hockey player gets. You know, the guy that sits yep. on the bench most of yep. the time. He's in every practice. He's making, you know, two hundred grand a year. That's well, what I, I think a, these guys. Should be I making. saw someone. The uh, curtain jerkers be making. Oh that. yeah,
0: I saw someone make a pretty good comment today on their Facebook page. Said something like, uh, "And I'm probably just butchering this quote, but they said." You know, any of my friends that complain about athletes getting paid, you know, 25K, whatever they're getting paid, or getting paid too much in particular, Katy Perry is getting paid 25K to host American Idol. She sits there and judges fucking singers. These guys are putting an episode? their... episode. I f- Fuck, I don't know whether it's an episode or what, but still, she's sitting there and judging singers These guys are putting their fucking hearts on the line. They're getting inside a cage. They're punching each other in the face. They deserve a lot more than what they're making. I'm just looking up the Katy Perry thing. I think she makes more than that. Even still. Although, why the fuck is American Idol even coming back to TV? I thought last season was the final season of
1: American Idol. Uh, It was the final season on the network. Uh okay that network. That network decided that this wasn't drawing enough ratings, whichever network that was. Fox. So the own Fox, so then I think it's C B S or ABC has now bought the rights to it. Uh-huh. So they're they're uh, rebranding it. They might they got Seacrest back involved, they're moving it to New York City so that 'cause Seacrest is now part of uh it's Reg- Regis and Seacrest, I guess. Or no oh, really? not Regis. It'd be, Kelly. It'd be uh uh Gnarly, super fit woman who's scary. And yeah, then, Kelly Rippa. Yeah, she's ripped.
0: Okay, this weekend we got some fight cards on our hands. Before we let you listeners go, let's talk a little bit. Uh, I'll just let you know, one championship is on Friday morning here in North America. Angela Lee fights in the main okay. event. Ben sorry. Askren fights in the co-main event. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. We've got a wicked grappling contest between Gary Tonin and Shinya Aoki. That's all I'll say about that. Dave, I know you got something to say. Pipe in,
1: Katy Perry scores twenty five million for American Idol. Yeah, now, that's what I said. 25,000. No, oh, I you said, said twenty five million, didn't I? I? I'm pretty sure you said thousand. Sorry. That's that's. Maybe you did. If I misheard, I thought you said thousand. I had to Google it because I well, thought that was absurd. Well, that's definitely what I, I had in my head. Uh,
0: maybe it didn't come out of my voice. I will hear it when I listen back that's to fine. this. But that's so what I had to for say. the listeners.
1: For the listeners, she's getting twenty five million for judging American Idol. And then the curtain jerker on a UFC is getting five for five.
0: Exactly. So fuck five thousand to
1: show, five thousand to win. He yeah. just trained and put his life on the line. So basically,
0: he's losing money.
1: Yes, that barely covers his gym fees and what it costs, in and the hopes that one day he might make coach. more money.
0: Yeah, because the UFC God only damn. flies one coach with you. You have to pay for your other coaches. So. Yeah, you're not getting paid all that much, my friend. This Saturday, though, UFC fight night, Gustafsson versus Teixeira, a fight card that has gone completely under the radar. Why? Because it is complete and utter trash. I you don't just even like wa- the main event? I want to get your opinion on that. That's the only fight I want to talk about, and then we can bounce. Alexander Gustafsson versus Glover Teixeira is a tough, tough one to call, but I am going to lean towards Gustafson just
1: because. I think I he's think that I have much a different better. Take on it than you. I think he's that is much better. Is it just me? Yeah, is it just me, or is it, do I? Is it Gustafsson the only person they give tune-up fights to?
0: I don't know, man.
1: It's Jimmy Jimmy Manawa, tune-up fight. True, but Jimmy Manuel you know I mean? looked good as of late
0: too. I I, no, I agree. This I'm, could be a tune-up fight. It could be, but man, Glover, if he gets his hands on you, it's like an Anthony Rumble Johnson mm-hmm. kind of punch. This and, is,
1: and I'm this is, you know, this is Dave Boy speaking allegedly, just allegedly. Glover has not looked the same since Usada. That's true. That's true, and uh, the, yeah, Glover the beat rampage was a beast of a man. A beast. Not so much anymore. That's true. I like, your, so take. I we'll
0: like your take. I actually like your take. I like your take that you're taking Gustafson and
1: sounds like you're taking him quite handedly. Oh, yeah. Um I think he beats most guys. I think just go back to that John Jones fight. Um yeah. he got caught with Rumble because unfortunately for uh, Gustafsson, he does take shots. He takes a shot to give a shot. And you shouldn't do that with Rumble. No, you definitely <laughs> shouldn't. All right, Dave. No, you should try to do the Rumble. Scare Rumble into thinking you're gonna out you're gonna out wrestle him <laughs> until he wrestles you. <laughs> exactly. Fuck. All right, Still buddy, that does it for another that. episode
0: of the Suck a Voice radio oh. hour. But right. what do you have that you wanna say right now, my friend? I, hear I was it.
1: just gonna say, did you hear what uh Anthony Rumble Johnson actually left the UFC for? Yeah, some He's weed He's opening dispensary up medical or marijuana. Or yeah. Jesus Christ! Who got in his ear? Did he hate fighting that much? I know, right? Yeah, he's in, just in chill. Canada or something too. Supposedly, I don't know, man. Something to do with Canada? I don't know. Anyways, absurd. You, you can end. I just thought that was absurd. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: I mean, people were talking about him playing football. People are, and then this comes out that he's, uh, yeah, a little bit of a dispensary or something like that, or a weed business. It, it's just, it, just weird. A little different. Anything else, Dave? That's it. Where
1: can people find
0: you, my friend?
1: Uh, Follow me on social media, This Boy's Life, as well as head over to iTunes, download, and subscribe, like This Boy's Life, the podcast. Uh, I also have a little radio show that I do on SiriusXM, Faction Talk, every Saturday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, channel 106. Check me out there. You
0: know what? We need, like... Ads of those shows, so that we can throw them on here, so you don't need to continuously say them. We could just play it yeah, at the probably. end of the. We could just play it at, at the, the end, end of the show.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Hey, All we right. just got a we just got a uh, a theme song. So I mean, yeah, we're almost ex- exactly. There. Baby steps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Follow me on Twitter at jeremybrand six zero four on Instagram at Jeremy underscore six zero four. And uh, one last thing, I want to give a shout out to our local Canadian, British Columbia, UFC fighter, Cajun Johnson, speaking out at the UFC Athlete Summit, speaking his mind, complaining about the UFC Reebok pay, doing everything he could to get his voice heard, and it sounds like the UFC actually heard him. Most people who do this kind of thing get cut. Cajun Johnson got offered a fight. No word as to when that fight is. But uh, his voice was heard, and he let everyone know what was up. You can listen to an interview with him on Ariel's The MMA Hour. Uh, He was on there earlier this week. He's also on uh, the MMA Circus on Bloody Elbow. And I'm going to do a video interview. I'm going to head into TriStar Vancouver, talk to Cajun Johnson, get a video interview with him, and uh, you can check that out on MMASucker.com. That does it for us. Another week, another episode. Suck Voice Radio Hour. We are out. Peace out, yo.